Hello legends, how are we? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the first proper solo episode of Does It Hurt When You Do That? Don't Do That, the podcast where I talk to interesting people and share a bit of insight on what does and doesn't hurt. And with these solo episodes, I'm going to keep this one pretty snappy today. It's a chance to kind of check in and reflect with, I guess, what's been what's been coming up as themes in the podcast and to delve a little bit more deeply into them as well as read out the wonderful messages uh, that you have sent me. So we're going to delve straight into the mailbag. Uh, Our mate S said, uh, the podcast tastes like a sweet chat with hard-hitting themes and notes of giggle. Um, Thank you so much, S. I'm glad you got that out of it. My mate P said that they grew up with spag bowl. Um, so in the last episode with Craig, we were talking about spaghetti bolognese is known as spag bowl in New Zealand. And I've extended it to you, the listeners, to write in to say what was that dish called where you grew up? Because apparently it's just a Kiwi thing. And P said that their mum called it spag bowl and she is French. So the jury's out on that one. And I figure that the spag bowl is going to be a recurring theme based on whoever listens to that episode and gives me a call about it because I am very curious to find out what what you grew up with, uh, that dish being called. Okay, um, Jay said that they loved having the guests talk about identity as it has been quite big for them at the moment, especially with the pandemic. Jay works with creatives, she works with ballet dancers, um, and it's something that they're really talking about. So thank you so much for, I guess, um, broadening the horizons there, Jay, by uh, writing in. And um, M said that they tried doing the same thing that Zoe from episode two does where she walks with her eyes closed for as many steps as she can as like a mindfulness challenge and um, M managed to walk 200 steps which I think is pretty incredible. (sighs) So I have been putting off recording this a little bit because well, initially when I was coming up with the idea of this podcast, I was like, yeah, like I am going to, you know, do solo episodes and a couple of people I bounced the idea off were saying, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, you've got such cool things to say. And here I am caught in the grip of imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome, feeling somewhat flat and emotional, like I have nothing really to say then I was reflecting on what it's been like going through interviewing these guests and I'd be interested in what you think about this is that there is wisdom in every element to how we choose to react to being a human right now so people ask me like JJ how do you know what to say on stage? How do you come up with all these great things all the time? And when you're teaching yoga and all these sorts of things, how do you how do you know what to say? And well, I respond with firstly, I listen if it's a conversation or if it's on stage, I listen to what the audience is offering me, what the class is offering me in terms of how they are moving or shifting the energy towards me or if there's something weird happening over there, I I listen, I focus on, on that and then come up with 
whatever comes to me straight away. And this is one way that I have learnt to navigate imposter syndrome, which is when you feel like you don't know anything that you're talking about and all of the credit that you have got or however you've got to the place that you are is because you were faking it the whole time and uh, people are going to find out that you really don't know anything um, and take it all away. Uh, it's this it's this feeling that a lot of people experience. Um, me, how I navigate imposter syndrome is I come back to the quote your obvious is someone else's genius I don't know who said it I learned it in an improvisation class that whatever is obvious to you is genius to somebody else and just go with that and hope because there's no one more youer than you, right? Like the series of life experiences, your palette, whoever your favorite band was when you were 13, how many times you have or haven't watched The Sound of Music and so on, have all shaped us to be these fascinating, I guess, um, libraries of insight and perspective that is unlike anyone else's. And even in this moment, I'm telling myself that pointing it out is really obvious, but it's also reassuring. And um, since um, maybe... Uh, I am not the expert on this sort of thing, but I will tell you someone who is, and that is Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and a sensational book called Big Magic, which is all about the creative process, and I highly recommend it. One thing that Elizabeth Gilbert says in this book is, don't aim for original, aim for you, because that is enough. And so... What is on the obvious pile for me right now is to continue the courageous, authentic conversations my guests you have heard from so far come up with. And so I will ask myself, does it hurt when you do that? Don't do that. And what that is, sweet legends, is I've been very mean to myself recently. Proper, unkind, meany. To the extent where I don't even know if I'll keep this bit in where I'm admitting it because although it makes sense and follows on from the other bit that I say about whatever's obvious to me as being enough and that life isn't actually like podcasting where you can go back and delete sentences and edit them out, right? Like life is raw and gritty and funny and mysterious and there's something we can learn from even feeling like we've got nothing to say. So I'm leaving this bit in, I think. If you've listened this far, it means I've left this bit in. Okay. And so one thing I've come to realize is that though we are all really different, if I am feeling something like right now, being really mean to myself, then someone else out there, maybe you, maybe someone you care about is doing the same thing too. Or they have in the past. And that might look different and feel different for different people. And we might not even know what that looks like, what the meanness kind of looks like. For me, I've come to realize it's refusing rest, cramming too many things in and carrying guilt around like a rock on my chest. And I don't know if you have ever carried a rock around on your chest, but I'll tell you what, it's a bit stifling 
but hard to do the shopping, but hard to dance when there's a rock on your chest. And you probably know the antidotes to this. I'm not going to give you anything groundbreaking. I'm not going to give you any advice because I feel like a real crow at the moment. But what is obvious to me is to show up with care and compassion and treating yourself like you treat a friend. And for you, my friends, I'm so grateful that you're here. I wouldn't wish what I've been saying to myself and a rock on your chest. So I guess by me saying that, that's me getting a bit of taste of my own medicine, eh? And I uh, guess it's uh, does it hurt when you do that? Do that to show up with what is obvious and feel like that is enough. And it's weird that that hurts, right? Like it doesn't hurt for everyone, but sometimes turning off the judgment and the guilt and the shoulds and for us to defy that inner bully, to stand strong in acceptance and authenticity and you-ness is uncomfortable. We're so much better at giving it to other people. And we live in a society that's all about the individual constantly striving and changing and growing and fixing ourselves. And if you dare accept yourself for how you are, oh no, you're going to go backwards. (laughs) And I realize that right now I'm starting to get a little bit preachy and Tony Robbins-like. But Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker for the doing and the fixing. So I think I am more channeling the anti-motivational speaker vibe, which is more like, don't do anything. Accept yourself as you are. (laughs) You are enough. (laughs) Because that's true. You are. And I am too. And I'm going to use a metaphor here, okay? This is, go with me. So if the self, if me, if I am like a house, people aren't going to want to come over if I'm doing renovations all the time. They're not going to want to come over if I don't even want to invite them in because I'm hating on every light switch, every wall, every chair, every cupboard. To enjoy being in my house, you my guest, and I need to be kind and caring and accepting of it. Leaks and all. I'm sorry if your body leaks (laughs) and your house leaks too. (laughs) I mean, humans are soup, right? It's all pretty weird. But let's keep going with the metaphor. Because maybe you've encountered a friend or family who's like extremely clean and tidy and intense about their house, right? And you go over there and you're afraid to sit down or eat because you might accidentally spill something. And when you open your cupboard, it's so organized. It looks like Marie Kondo had a nice little time with an Ikea catalog. And the owner of the house is really on edge because you're there and they're following you around with a paper towel and they're Glen 20 and it's not a relaxing time. And they're constantly having renovations. And nothing is ever good enough. And it seems like they're progressing. And it seems like it's really cool. But really, it's not really that fun. Or you go to that house that is proper lived in. And one of the drawers doesn't close. But there's weeds 
and the garden that could be trees but are probably weeds in the garden and it's homey and it's filled with love and weird mugs and they have a story about each one and the people who live there know that it's not perfect but they don't want it to be because it is cozy and quirky and anyone can come and hang out there and it is more than enough and I hope that that metaphor resonated with you and the way that it did with me I mean maybe our own obvious is also our own genius and I guess that's what I want to leave you with today is when you're being mean when you realize that you're probably not alone but if you talk about it with someone that you care about and talk to them in a way that they deserve because you care about them, then that might bring you into the tone of what it is to care for yourself. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here. With kindness and quirky mugs. Look after your house because it's a really beautiful place that you have to live in. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with me this week. For this podcast to continue, I could really use your support. If you enjoyed the episode, please screenshot it and put it on your social media, send the episode to your friend or family. And if you can click subscribe to the episodes, they'll fall into your algorithm like your old friend JJ popping into your ear every week. I appreciate it so much. And as well as listening to this podcast, you can just keep on listening to your own wisdom by asking the questions, big and small, like, does it hurt when you do that? Don't do that. 